KCRFM New York, this is Jazz Alternatives. Oh, yes. man, are you feeling it? Oh, I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you feel it? It's in the air tonight. It's in the air. <laughs> We're already quoting Phil Collins. Yes. <laughs> I'm Mitch Goldman. We and call this show Deep Focus. That's right. And we've got a very special guest and an equally special subject of Deep Focus. Oh, we have a subject tonight. We have the subject tonight, Mitch. We do, we do. Yes. Uh, they don't know who you are. I haven't told oh. them. This, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Oh. Mark Peterson. Hey. In the studio. <laughs> we have been talking about doing this show for a long, long time. Centuries. Yes, Mark is. Uh, you have seen on stage and album, fantastic bassist, oh, a beloved persona of the music scene in New York and points beyond throughout the world. A uh, not not going to be shy about saying a magnificent musician. Oh, thank you, thank and you so much. I appreciate that. Really I'm, that is, I'm a very lucky young man here. <laughs> a, a hardworking, talented, very lucky yes. young man, and we're we're lucky you're here. Oh man, uh, you and I have had uh, delight across the decades sharing. You know, I've known you since I moved to uh -oh. New York. Uh oh. Here it comes. When we both were only 15, <laughs> That's right? That's right. That was <laughs> almost 20 six years, years ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, you know, I, I, uh, you always bring a very, you know, you and I know a lot of musicians. Tons. 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 And we know some who are like, a little too cool for school, be like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, he's yeah. doing all right. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. 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 And you're not like that. No, man. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, right, if you think something's fantastic you say I just, it. I just enjoy it I you know it's it's a blessing we get to do something that a lot of people don't get to do and it, it's truly a blessing and I just look at it that way and now tell us please oh I am so excited what are we what what are we what are we doing here tonight we are diving into the musical realm ECM recording artist Eberhard Weber ah now this is a name that uh, there are people right now going. Oh man, I, I, gotta, I gotta get to the radio. <laughs> right, I, I gotta right. sit down. Oh my gosh, Everybody stop to. talking to me. Yes. And there yes. are other people who are like, wait, who, what, which, what? German-born Stuttgart, I believe, is born in Stuttgart. Uh, lives in France now. Basses, again, a basis to the stars. I mean, but but a stellar uh, entity in his own right. Um, he changed the world in his own right as far as bass players the sound using electronics on the bass and not just 
a regular bass. I mean, he had an electrified electric upright, uh, custom-made upright bass. So, you know, he was forward-thinking. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. (laughs) And we have some great songs picked out. Already are. Yes, absolutely. We are going to start out with a live recording. We're in Cambridge, Mass. We're at Jonathan Swift's. It's September of 1979, and the group is Eberhard Weber's Colors. Mm. And um, why don't you tell us who exactly is on stage oh, right now? Oh, man. My, my man, Charlie Mariano on woodwinds. There he goes. Listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> Rainier Brunighaus. Piano. John Marshall on drums. The great John Marshall. And Mr. Eberhard Weber on five-string electric yes. uh, acoustic bass acoustic electric bass pretty yeah. uh distinctive at that time right well, well maybe, tremendous yeah maybe we should uh let the folks move a little and check it out check it out we'll come back later <laughs> it's deep focus mark peterson on the music of eberhard weber yeah. on wkcr check him out
The show is called Deep Focus, and tonight the Deep Focus is on that musician, Eberhard Weber, playing the bass. And our guest in the studio for Deep Focus is none other than Mr. Mark Peterson. That takes me back, listening to that. I mean, Jonathan Swift, I I never got a chance to see a show at Jonathan Swift's, but listening to Eberhard Weber's that distinctive sound, that tone he has. Oh, my gosh. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for yes. playing. Oh, man. Wow. I'm listening to this thinking this doesn't mm. sound like anything Mm-mm. then or now. It kind of stands with and stands apart from so much other music. Um you yeah, know, I mean, you, you I, kinda, I agree. You had the the yeah. whole uh, kind of fusion thing happening sure. at that time, which this has some crossover with. But yeah, very I mean, vibe. Eberhard was like that that um, ground. He laid the groundwork. I mean, he lays the groundwork. He's he's still out there, folks. I mean, you know, you and I were just talking about the fact that he had a stroke back in two thousand seven. We said right, yeah. But he's still out there, still out there doing it. Seventies, yeah. And, uh, and God willing, he'll be playing. He'll be playing. But um, he was the backbone of a lot of bands. Jan Garbarak. Uh, he played with Gary Burton, Pat Metheny, Lyle Mays. So in that sense, it yeah, it, it predated a lot of like what Ms. Metheny did, the Pat Metheny group. Yes. Uh, ECM, you know, which was another just seminal recording. I, when, when I heard that, Mark Egan. You know, I listen to Mark yeah. Egan's bass sound. I'm like, Mark is ridiculous. I love him. Hey, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, there, that's, there's a big yeah, crossover but, but there. Yeah, but you hear it. You can hear some of that beginning here because it's like, the, the, you know, it's almost like there's one chord. And let's see what happens. Let's develop that sound coming off of that one. And there's patience in the writing and, and the motion. It moves. It starts to move. It starts taking off. And we'll go a different direction, you know. And I remember the Matheny group doing, you know, that back in the day. I remember seeing them when uh, school, a school in, in St. Louis that I went to, Washington University, had um, the Pat Matheny group playing. And, and I, I'll never forget that concert. And the same feeling comes when I hear this, you know. I go right back to those, that time period. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Eberhard Weber's sound on the instrument. Yeah. Wow. And is that... Um, the in his fingers or is that kind of uh, choices he's making in electronics or what well do we got i think there? it's it's all of that but it's definitely in his fingers i mean everhart's playing his his approach to the note you know and, and you could hear it in in this first uh performance the performance you you know this is a great start i love this piece eyes that can see in the dark was the name of that piece uh, i love that um Lyrical, very lyrical, very patient, allowing the note to breathe, to be bigger than, you know, it could be big, it could be small, it could just, just let it ring, you know, but Everhard's just, his uh, his style is just, is, is, there's nothing like it, nothing like it, you know. How did you find your way into this? Um, as you know, my brother, Anthony, um, turned me on to Everhard Weber's for, uh, Colors of Chloe record. Um, and then Silent, no, Silent Feet was the first one. And it, it changed my world because, of course, all the ECM recordings at that time period and, and um, now as well, it's just 
any of the ECM recordings is that distinctive sound. Yeah. And, and yeah, they were all, they had the really beautiful recordings. Beautiful recordings. And, and there was just something. The mastering was just like pristine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Hooked, Silent Feet was, uh, yes, exactly. Right? <laughs> and uh, something about those records, and I say records because they were records. Right. They were records back then, yeah. The, the mass and perfect planar quality of yeah. the LP and the graphics. Right. Oh, man. yeah. There was a kind of just weighty sort of Yeah, so you, had the, you also had that visual context coming, yeah. you know, coming into being. And uh, his daughter did the the album art, didn't she? I believe oh, so. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think Colors of Chloe, Silent Feet, I think she actually drew those pictures, uh, which is cool, you know. Uh, man. I had my daughter draw a picture for one of my records, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, uh, not to say turn attention away from your daughter. Yeah, no, no, we're no, We're going to no, get no. back to that. <laughs> but um, did, uh, so you were already playing when uh, Anthony... Turned me on to, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I was actually playing drums when I first huh. heard Everhard Weber. Um, and at the time, um, oh, God, who was I into? I, I can't even remember. Oh, I was into Billy Cobham at the time. Yeah. That's right. Billy Cobham, Funky Thide of Sings was the <laughs> yeah. record. And... Um, he sat in that chair. No, really? Yes, oh, he I, did. I'm taking this chair with me <laughs> and selling it on eBay. No. <laughs> yeah, we did uh, one of these on uh, Tony Williams. No, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's yeah, fantastic. Great. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. But I had just, uh, I was playing drums, and I had just, we were just talking about it during the break. We were saying, I had just seen a Parliament Funkadelic show with Bootsy Collins. Yeah. And that had just started changing my world. I was like, wow, I really love that bass, that motion. And and then I heard Silent Feet. And I was like, yeah, this is the direction I want to go. I really feel more drawn to the bass in music. And so I started making a change, that, that transition. And another one thing led to another. A couple months later, Return to Forever was in St. Louis playing. And my brother and I went to see Return to Forever. And, of course, that changed me forever because we snuck backstage after the show. (laughs) And after waiting 45 minutes in the snow and rain, it was really a lousy night. But we waited. The um, uh, One of the the, uh, security guys said, well, wait inside. So he let us wait inside. But, of course, being young guys, we waited inside and kept walking (laughs) through to the dressing rooms. And there was Chick Corea. It's good having an older brother. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's in jail now because of that. No, <laughs> but we we saw um, we got a chance to you know meet Chick Stanley and all those guys and wow. and Stanley really influenced me and continues to influence me in so many ways. We'll we'll talk about some of that later too. But um, you know I, I moved into bass and and Stanley Eberhard Weber were two of my biggest influences. You know at that time you don't usually hear them mentioned in the same breath. I know. But yeah. I. I I got a picture in my head of what, where the crossover is there, but why don't you... Well, it was the upright bass, you know, right. uh, Stanley's upright bass is like no other, Eberhard Weber's electric acoustic bass is like no upright bass is like no other, you know, Ron Carter's like no other, you know, these guys have their own voices, and um, when I first met Stanley, the first thing he asked me is, you know, what do you play? And I said, well, I play drums, but I'm learning bass. And he goes, oh, okay, do you have an upright? And I'm like, 
I had no idea what, you know, at the time, like, yeah, sure. <laughs> What's an upright? It's a rather personal Right, 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 no, right? <laughs> but it was funny, by the end of the, I mean, we hung out with them for like two or three hours backstage, wow. and we were young kids, and they just were really like, you guys hung outside that long? Why were you waiting out there? <laughs> we wanted to meet you, I you mean, know? must have been, I, was like, I remember mm, when that band yeah. was I was about touring. nine, nine, yeah. nine or ten. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it was one of those things. And, wow. Uh, so here's what, here's the kicker. Stanley said to me, get an upright. Go get an upright. And he, you know, this is before email, so he writes his address down. And write me and let me know you got the upright. And I go home to my parents, Mom, I got to get an upright. <laughs> and she's thinking, a piano? You need a piano? I thought you wanted to play bass. I'm like, no, 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 upright bass. Oh, okay. Wow. And thank goodness they were able to get me an upright within a couple of months. And so I wrote Stanley the, you know, quick letter. And Mr. Clark, I got, I did what you said. I got an upright bass. And um, Is he still giving you? Uh... Well, this is the funny thing. About a month and a half later, yeah. I receive a letter from Stanley Clark. And it's a thick letter. It's like, you know, a couple of pages thick. And I, he says, congratulations on getting your bass. Here's your first lesson. Wow. <laughs> so he would teach, he would send me lessons through the mail when I was younger. And, and we would correspond through the mail. And when he would come to St. Louis, I would meet with him, you know, and, and it's, we have a great relationship to this day. That isn't amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> So that, that's you see reason. the things you find out when you do a radio show about I know, Everhart right? Favor. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> if you're just joining us, yes, you're yes. listening to WKCR. Yes. Yes. And uh, I'm Mitch Goldman. We call the show yes. Deep Focus. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Mark Peterson. You're yes. listening to Mark Peterson, our guest. We are uh, deeply focused on yes. bassist Eberhard Weber. Yes. But uh, that's leading us to all kinds of interesting All di- different cool, directions. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so you're you're getting into your playing your upright yeah. and your Stanley lessons, and, and 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 lo and behold, Eberhard comes through St. Louis. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. This, this, uh, again, this, yeah. At Washington University, Washington University had you know very diverse uh, music culture. Uh, you saw string quartets. You saw jazz. I saw King Crimson. Wow. Um, with only about eight other people in the room. Wow. <laughs> uh, and, you know, a friend of mine, she and I went to the, the show, and there was like eight of us in this room, and King Crimson's playing their heart out, and we were just yeah. loving it. We're like, wow, this is amazing. So they had that type. They they would draw the, yeah. you know, those types of acts. And this is all at Wash U? Or? Wash U and Wash yeah, University. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Eberhard Weber comes to play with his group. And, you know, so Rainier Brunehaus... Um, unfortunately, I'm forgetting the drummer at the time, and I don't think it was John Marshall, though. Um, but meeting Rainier, meeting Charlie Mariano, you know, those guys just blew me away. And of course, Eberhard was very cordial. And, and you know, you know, I work with James Blood Omer. It's a great. I mean, it, it's all circular. You know, it comes back around. And years go by. I moved to New York. Um, I'm working with James Blood Omer. We start traveling and working in Germany all the time. Yeah. I mean, for literally a year and a half, two years, we're in Germany. Um, I run into Everard all the time. Wow. We see him on shows. We get the chance to hang out backstage. So I get to really indulge myself by, you know, being in his presence and listening yeah. to him. He influenced, the, you know, so much, so much influence. 
Hey, yeah, you want to play yeah. another song or something? Yeah, or? sure, yeah. absolutely. We're going to play some more yeah. from the set from Jonathan Swift. Oh, nice. And um, what, uh, well, let's see, he's 19, got September of 1979. 70, yeah, 79. And it is that group, he, the name of his group is Colors, Eberhard Weber's Colors. Yep. And it's Heine Brunninghaus yes. on piano and Charlie, Charlie Mariano, Mariano on the reeds. John Marshall on drums. And the maestro, Eberhard Weber. Yes. On bass. This is, uh, we're very fortunate that... Uh, this live recording made its way to the oh, man. WKCR archives. Enjoy. Yeah, he does. And that's written by Heine Boininghaus, and it's called From Body Guns.
Music from Eberhard Weber and Colors. I feel like clapping along with the I know. There, right? I know. We are... <laughs> you and I are having a We're peak having a moment. Man, this is awesome. It's, uh, the show's called Deep Focus. And what we do when we have a Deep Focus program... Uh, well, first of all, we have me. I'm Mitch Goldman. I host the show. The Deep Focus. <laughs> yes. And uh, have a musician guest in the studio. In this case, tonight... I'm so happy to have Mark Peterson here with me. Pleasure is mine. And what we do, I will ask our guest to choose a topic of deep focus, somebody who they admire, a shaping influence, maybe somebody they played with, uh, somebody they've been digging lately, whatever it might be. And the challenge to me is to go into the WKCR archives and find some live unreleased recordings of this artist. And Which he has done. Well, <laughs> yes. And uh, Mark surprised me. And it, it, this happens sometimes. Sometimes somebody will pick uh, exactly who I would think they would pick. Ah. And sometimes, like tonight, I'll say, man, did not see that coming. Oh, that's good. But then, once we get into the show, I get it. And now I can say, I get it. Oh, that's nice. Mark, you chose Eberhard Weber. Eberhard who, Weber is um, in some ways very prominent and familiar musician, and I think to many um, well-known, and to others as I think about it, especially people who are maybe a little newer to the music, mm -hmm. might not be so aware of him. He has not been as active recently right. as he had been uh, in terms of recordings, in terms of touring. True, due to illness, of course. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the vagaries of the business, perhaps, uh, and other things as well. Absolutely. But um, this music, as I'm listening to it with you, and partly listening to it through your ears, uh, it's so rich. And, well, just to start with the fact that it's a an ensemble mm -hmm. led by it's, a bassist. Yes. <laughs> right, right. That's pretty, you know, self-selecting right there. That's true. Hmm. <laughs> Was there something else behind this choice? I didn't know that. <laughs> but there are others you might have chosen. True, true. Plenty. Yes. But um, maybe you could talk a little bit about um, the linguistic iconography attached to these guys, the name of the group, oh. the names of the songs. Does that yeah. have a special resonance for you? Well, I, I was sitting here thinking right before this piece finished um, how we've been, what, I don't even know what time we're at now, but we've been conversing, but we've only played two songs, yeah. I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. But that was the time period, and thankfully record companies back then would allow the artists to take these journeys, so to speak, you know? The idea wasn't to be, let's let's, you know, consolidate everything. Let's 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 squash it down to three point something minutes, and that's it, and call it a song. It was like let's bring you out. It, there was something called artist development, you know, and the artist was really the focus for the label, and ECM achieved that like no one, no, very few other labels achieved. Well, you also had a label that was really the vision of one person. Right. Who Manfred Eicher. Manfred Eicher, yes. who was uh, a, a... A visionary, as yeah. you said, yeah. Yeah. Truly, 
and he got behind something and he put some resources behind it. Yeah. Also, you had, um, I guess, I would guess probably the U.S. was their biggest market, but uh, it was a German company yeah. and Germany was so supportive of this music, both in terms of audience support that people would sure. come out and hear this. Absolutely. Also, media. There were uh, <laughs> active local radio stations yeah. and TV stations. And, and, and the thing that we don't see in America, unfortunately, that we see in Europe, you see it in Canada, there exists, and to this day there exists, funding. Yeah. Artist grants. Our, our, unfortunately, our grants are being cut here, as you know, we see, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but it still exists. And it's seen as viable. And it, that doesn't just mean like, oh, here's right. X number of dollars that we can pay right. out to these musicians in this one performance. But in some, money that was given to support festivals, given well, that's to support what I, broadcasts. That was, that was my point, yeah. Built the audience. Built the audience. And it was, yeah. let's, let's let the people see this. Let's you know get it out to the audience. It's like, how beautiful is that? Yeah, yeah. We're presenting this to the people. Wow. And the music itself grew yeah. as a result of that. Absolutely. Uh, and you spent, as you were saying, you spent quite a bit of time. Spent a lot of time. Um, I, I've been very fortunate. This is, I think, my 20th year working with James Blood Omer. Wow. And, and it's, it's, it's like day one every time I start with him. Um, Listeners. Hold on. Stop uh -oh. what you're doing. Stop the car. Stop that conversation. Don't stop chopping those onions for dinner. Hold on. I got to pull on your coat about something right now. You have to check out this band that Mark is part of. Mark Peterson oh, yeah, is yeah. our guest tonight. If you have not heard him play with James Blood Omer playing, this, oh, they gosh. go right to the source yeah. of this music. It is a magnificent band and uh mark peterson being no small reason for that Thank but you. um and everybody really oh, okay. is well I mean, you know james is a, a besides a masterful musician and, and composer he's 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 a teacher you know and every day is like i thought jazz is the teacher yeah jazz is the teacher right <laughs> blues is the preacher <laughs> he's a teacher preacher <laughs> But every day is a new day with him, and every day he he just uh, oh my god I, I just I love every time he calls to do something whatever the project is I, I I'm there I'm like yes I don't care what we're doing I I, mean, I have to be a part of it. Um, in recent in the recent years I know we're going away from Eberhard a little bit but they're in the same it's area a, it's yeah uh, it's an open it's it's open we're here yeah. for a while. Let me I will <laughs> take a moment to say since it's the top of the hour. This is WKCR-FM New York, WKCR-HD1, Jazz Alternatives, One. the program heard each weeknight from 6 to 9 p.m. Occasionally on Mondays, you hear the program, Deep Focus. I need one of those, like, I need, like, Focus, a, focus, yeah, focus, yeah, focus. Yeah, focus. Okay, try it again. <laughs> Deep. Deep. Focus. Focus, 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 focus. <laughs> it's bad. We'll, we'll get our I timing. We'll get our timing. We're working on it. We're working on it. It's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm Mitch Goldman, Mark yes. Peterson here with us. Hanging out. And uh, yeah, Eberhard Weber yes. and Points Beyond. Yeah. And um, yeah, go. Uh, oh, so were, were, yeah, we were yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. James Bloodomer, we're going to go a little bit around the corner here. Um, a couple of years ago, um, Vernon Reed, dear friend uh, to both of us. Um, called and said that he was producing a record for James. 
and it was going to be your typical record. It's going to be James doing the songs of certain people, Sunhouse, Howlin' Wolf, and I said, oh, no matter what, <laughs> yeah, I have to be a part of that. Um, and and right from the get go, um, Aubrey Dale, the drummer who's been with James the long, you know, very, as long as I have been, maybe even longer at this point, um, we both said we have to be a part of it, no matter what. And uh, we did a record at Sun Studios, you know, down in Memphis. And since then, we've done a couple, you know, different records. Uh, so it's kind of like James Bloodhomer's little big band. It's a blues band, you know. You got uh, Charlie Burnett, you got. Um, um, uh, Aubrey Dale, you have uh, Vernon, you have uh, Bar, um, yeah, yeah, you got uh, uh, God, I'm spacing Leon, names. Leon, Leon Grunbaum, in there, and, yeah, uh, got Dave Barnes on, on yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it's just Mark Peterson yeah, on bass, yeah, but the band just it's like a, a freight train coming at yes, you, you know, yes, we start playing these songs and it's like watch out, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I love Bloods, you know, so it's funny because people will think of Blood is such an arch modernist, which he is. Yes. And they might not see how deeply immersed he is in that oh, tradition. Absolutely. And just his sound. Oh, again, distinctive like yeah. no other. And the the richness yeah. of the that like yeah. hearing, you know, the core yeah. of the strings. Oh, man. And and the way he strums yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. But man. you know, Again, this harkens back to you and I, the original Knitting Factory. Well. You know, <laughs> Sonny Chirac. Yes. You heard, uh, oh, the drummer from Texas. Um, Shannon Jackson. Sh- Ron yeah, Shannon yeah, Jackson. Yeah. And your brother playing with Yeah, my Anthony. brother played yeah. with him, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. to hear these individuals, I mean, they had their voices. Oh, they had their goodness. own voices. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know? Yes, absolutely. The, so, uh, Sidebar. Sidebar. Memphis Blood. Yes. We're actually playing in Paris in February. I'm going. Come on. I'm going. Come on. Where's gig? It's going to be, uh, where are we in Paris? Um, I got winter, it's a winter festival. I forget oh, where yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget. Sonne Lumière. Uh, is that the one? Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember which one. Right outside Paris, but it's yeah. February, first week of February. Look on the James schedule. I'm sure it's on his or on my website, markpetersonmusic.com. you I'll have it up there. Markpetersonmusic.com. I'll make sure to have it up there. Uh, do you want to try to create a ligature between Blood Omer and Eberhard Weber, or should we just uh, jump? Let's jump, man. We're, <laughs> okay. we're jumping here. We're, okay. we're, we're, we're jumping. <laughs> good. Good, 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 good. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, does this music sound different to you now with the ears of a mature accomplished musician than it did oh, to you. a uh, wee laddie wee laddie I yes <laughs> I like it too I <laughs> um, yeah I, I appreciate it I, I think I appreciated it then and and there I think musically the, the compositions speak to me more now because now I, I hear and and see more what they're doing as opposed to when I first heard it, but that that uh, initial aweness and and just those connections are there, and and that's you know like we're always laughing in the break, going oh I remember when I was listening to this laying on my couch in my room, a beanbag in my room, you yeah, know, yeah. and listening to these the the and the feeling is there, uh, and again it, it goes back to like we were saying the two songs we've only played, 
But it's not like you're going, okay, when is it over? Yeah, you're, <laughs> right. you're enjoying the journey. Yes, it is and a journey. And that, that was, you know, ECM and, and Everhart Weber. is like there's a journey there. Every record's a journey. And, and that has influenced me in my own writing. And, and definitely, you know, I just so appreciate this and an opportunity to work with you tonight, uh, man. This is great. Well, and yeah. hey, we yes. had who was the call? We had M. Fergo. Yeah, M. Fergo. If you're still out there, M. Fergo. If you're still out there, we appreciate you calling in, and we appreciate other people calling in. I see the lines blinking now, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but to hear you say that you enjoyed it as much as we're enjoying it, we appreciate that. Thank you. You mentioned the group you are part of with uh, Blood Omer, yes. Memphis Blood, yes. and um, a couple of other bands you touched on. I would say this is true of Sonny Chirac. I would say it's true of Shannon Jackson. Each of those groups had a group sound. Absolutely. almost didn't even, well, not that it didn't change. It changed, but it was still consistent when different voices came in and out of that group. (coughs) And I'm wondering if you would care to talk about that in reference to Eberhardt, Eberhardt. what we're listening to. Well, I mean, the core of his band, Charlie Mariano, Ronnie Bruninghaus, uh, John Marshall and Everhart. I mean, what they created and, and and allowed to speak through them. You know, it's like everything you're playing at. It's 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 opening up new. <laughs> there's a new avenue opening up here. Uh, the music speaks for themselves. Uh, no, it's just it's piano, yeah, bass, saxophone. These instruments and, have been around drums. for quite a some time. Years. Yeah, what's special and unique here about the regard to the group sound as a compositionist i think eberhard weber speaks through his music but he allows the music to speak through him you know he writes these these pieces and he brings them to the musicians and and some some musicians want you to play it literally play what's on that page and and that's good or some of them say okay this is just a guideline when i hear his arrangements i think okay he's giving these guys carte blanche here's the arrangement but let's see where we can take it. Uh, and that's what I try to bring to my groups. You know, I'll write something. And sometimes I want something literally. I want it to play, be played literally. But I want the essence of what, like, hey, I want you to bring you to this. Don't, I hear it in my head, but I want you to come and let's lift this higher. And that's only done when you, you know, you have a mutual respect and, and you let someone, hey, fly. Let's, let's fly. Let's fly together. Shall we go back to yes. Jonathan Swift? Let's go. It's September of 1979. And, uh, yeah. Cambridge, Mass. Cambridge. Don't Cambridge. say Boston. It's yeah. Cambridge, Cambridge, Mass. Yeah, That's right. right. Wow. And uh, the group is Eberhard Weber's Colors. They're the subject of tonight's Deep Focus with our guest, Mark Peterson. Hello. I'm Mitch Goldman. You're listening to WKCR. Yes. Now, next to you is uh, again. It gives Charlie a chance to play his very special Indian instrument, the Nagaswaram, and the tune is called Senka. It's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, and this is a program from January 17th, 2017. It was a cold night, but warm in the studio with Mark Peterson. All right, that's part one. There's three parts. I will see you over at part two.